Right, before we start, James, um, you know sometimes you just people watch. Oh, obviously, all the time. Yeah. Well, well, I've had one of those days where I've had meetings, uh, coincidentally in pubs. Not that I set that up you, in that way. You, that's nothing to do with your own poor life decisions, is it at all? No, not at all. It's other people. But I was just in somewhere watching, and and this couple started having this heated disagreement. And I wasn't sure if it was just kind of nothingy. Then he got up and kind of left some money and just walked. I think I witnessed a breakup. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, did you did you move it in? <laughs> listening to Diamond and Human. Dang it. <laughs> Podcasts from the pub. This is The Pitch. Hello, I'm Nathan Human. I'm James Diamond. Uh, and this week, this episode, uh, this week I'm getting carried away thinking we're a weekly show. Who am I? <laughs> this episode, we're talking about endings and reboots, which is why I brought up watching a couple break up, which is weird. I seem to see this a lot. I remember being in London a few years ago, watching the start of a relationship, and that was quite lovely. That Aww. opening kind of flirt when they're, you know, you kind of see them do the same body language and ha 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 ha, yes. they laughs at each yeah. other. Yeah. That, so I've kind of seen both ends of it. But we're looking at endings and reboots for reasons that will become clear. Yes. Um, but we started on this a little bit from, we've both got a TV show that, well, several TV shows we yes, watch yeah, and like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one's ending, and yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit upset that I've only recently got into The Good Wife. Yeah. And they've announced it's going to be finishing. Yeah, I know. It's, um, I, I, it kind of works out. In a way, we we spotted this a few uh, few seasons ago. I don't know if you've noticed this. In the Good Wife, uh, the episode titles, all of them in season one are one word episode titles. Oh, is it a bit like Friends? All of, of them the in one season with. two are two word episode titles. Three three word episode no titles. Way. Four four word episode titles. But in five three word episode titles. Six two word episode no. titles. Season one one uh, season seven. One word episode title. So we spotted this when in season five, You're very when it went clever. back to three, we were like, hang on, hang on. There's only one way this is. Th- yeah. You're very me. clever. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Have a look at that. It's very, it's really, I love stuff like that almost more than the actual TV I, show. I now love the TV <laughs> show more. And it, oh, it's such a great show. I think I've mentioned it. I, I've mentioned it on, um, on one of my old podcasts, I used to do Fell Critics when we did a TV special. This was the, I think it was about season three or four. I said this is the best network TV show. Or yeah, you know, take away cable and Netflix originals and stuff like that. But I think it stands up with a lot of those anyway. But it's it's just such a great show. But the main thing we're going to talk about is you find a show you love. When should they end? Do shows go on too long? Can you have too much of a good thing? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, just yes. James yes, says, definitely. sitting with his cheese board, but, half finished. Yes, yeah. I've had too much of yeah, that. Too much. A little uh, bit too much bereavement. There, there's some. Yeah, there's some that definitely. Uh, er. Um, I was a huge fan of Er. My wife got me into Er. Got, she watched the first few seasons, and then uh, I and I thought, well, it's about doctors and stuff like that. I've watched Casualty. It's a bit rubbish. She's like, no, this is better <laughs> than that. And then we went back and watched it, and for about seven seasons, oh, this was fantastic TV. But then the extra eight seasons or something like that afterwards, some of it was really good. Some of it featured monkeys being like operated <laughs> on, and I was just like, 
You've gone bonkers here. Are we guilty, though? Because we always want more, yeah. and then we're the first to complain when they're rubbish. Oh, yeah, we so, want our cake. We definitely want to have our cake and eat it. How? So is it TV? So should TV companies kind of set up front and be a bit more confident of, we're ending it here, this is the end of our story? And that's the key thing for me. It's about the end of our story. Um, so, Because in recent years, I've seen interesting concepts that seem like a, a good season's worth of telling. Prison Break being one of the prime examples. Okay, It's a story about a man who uh, helped design a prison and he's going to break it. He goes into that prison to help it. I can't remember it very Break much. out his brother, isn't break it? He gets brother, himself arrested. But he kind of him. knows how the prison was designed or something like that. It's tattooed on his body or something. Okay, brilliant. There's your one season story. Yeah, how are you going to carry that on for four more seasons? We're now going to break into a foreign prison. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, you had a story. It should have finished. That was the natural end. And the great thing about, and I think this is true of British TV. I don't want to put up this big British versus American thing, but you, like, one of the ones for me that really, really works so well is the original The Office. Okay, a lot of people have got huge issues with Ricky Gervais these days because it's quite fashionable to hate Ricky Gervais and. Half the time, I think he's a knobhead, okay, for what he said. But The Office is just a genius small piece of British comedy drama um, that has a beginning and end and a very, very, yeah, a beginning, middle and a very, very real end. He's now bringing a film out, apparently, which is just like, well, is it why a, would you do that? Is it the structure so of American TV where they have 22 episodes? It's a great one to bring it full circle mm. back to The Good Wife of the writer of talking about I won't give spoilers for those that haven't, but there's a big thing that happens in season five mm. and they structured it around writing the 15 episodes for a certain character. Mm. And the writers were saying this was great because we actually think seasons should be 15. That's the mm. perfect length for our story arcs. The rest are kind of padding. And if we could focus around that, whereas in England, we don't have that. We tend to have six, three, 12, maybe at most but in a series. We've got more of a culture, haven't we, of the, the author... The um, the creator, the writer. So, for example, the classic example, uh, the classic example is Faulty Towers. You know, two seasons done and dusted. Two seasons, twelve episodes of perfect sitcom uh, comedy, but they were all written by John Cleese and Connie Booth. And that's it. You know, they and they designed that, didn't they? John yeah. Cleese has been quite forthright. I know that's what we had. And I just thought yeah. the only modern one I can kind of think I did that was Spaced. Mm. That also had two seasons. Again, like, yeah, we're kind of and done. again just written by two people. A very, yeah, and a man and a woman. Yeah, another man and a woman. Is that the secret? Quite possibly. Or is it just not having 24 writers? But I, I say not having 24, but I quite like, I really like some US sitcoms that have had a team of writers. Yeah, the American Office did go past its peak a little bit, but the American Office, I would say, was incredible television for six or seven seasons over a hundred episodes because they had a load of different voices, a load of different people creating those characters, creating those stories and things like that. So maybe it's just a culture thing. And, and also in British TV, and I've still never quite got this, we won't commit to more than six episodes of a sitcom. Idiots. We just won't. That's it. That's all you're having because next week we've got to have another, we've got to have a different six episodes of a different sitcom. And I don't know if it's a... I, Someone tell me. I don't know if it's economies of scale or if it's, uh, it's some, but we've just got a very, very different culture of that. And I do think that that, in a in a weird way, leads us it leads itself to having smaller uh, kind of 
smaller stories and they end yeah, peep show went on for nine years and nine seasons in the end um which is incredibly long for a british sitcom but by uh, kind of american standards they probably uh, that's like three or four seasons worth of theirs of episodes yeah yeah well let's turn to let's see we asked this question on social media so let's give a roundup of what we heard from other people that said shows that should have ended and some of these might be slightly controversial so let's start with uh rob clark at rockstar said basically take me out after episode one thanks rob uh automaton what a great twitter handle name that is just about every american tv show ever okay okay uh, melissa fc holby city I've yawned, put my PJs on, and turned all the lights off, but it still hasn't got the message. <laughs> uh, we've had quite a few saying Big Bang Theory. I've never got that. No, anyway. but uh, yeah. so Seawood said that, and also Stephen Thomas on Facebook, uh, Big Bang has died on its arse. It became friends with PhDs. Yeah. I tell you what, actually, um, The Simpsons. Oh, could have stopped about 12 years ago. Charles Wheeler, Charles Wheeler, yeah. f- uh, friend of the show, hi Charles, uh, said, is there not two versions of The Simpsons though? That, are you talking about the first one and then the second? He's just Yeah, there's kind of like two. anything after season 12, which is almost, I can't believe, if you think about it, there's almost as many terrible or mediocre, which in a way is worse than terrible, seasons of The Simpsons as there are good ones now. That's scary it is uh duncan gates agreed with you he said peep show should have ended after season four. Oh no no i i dis- i genuinely disagree with that I, I i enjoyed peep show all the way to the end i did enjoy it but it did go on but i enjoyed it uh sarah rose uh mrs patterson 09 on twitter says all soaps ever made yeah i'm kind of with you on that uh and alex warmall says ah desperate housewives frazier the royal family a special too far and only fools and horses mm. Yeah, no, I agree on almost all of those. I, I think I watched season one of Desperate Housewives, and that, that was one story for me. That's done. We've got loads of these. This is ridiculous. I've just tuned back in to check, so mm. apologies, yeah. listeners. Go for it. Uh, uh, on the film one, Stuart Reed, shut up. He says Harry Potter. It, there were seven books. Shut up. Of course it's going to stop. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Lampon didn't get the point of it and said he likes House. He just Good. likes He house. just likes yeah. it. Uh, ben- Although um, uh, my wife... She, I don't know how many seasons there are, but she, she stopped one season from the end. She was just like, no, I, I've had enough at this point. I know there's only one more season, but I've, I've had enough. I'm not going to watch any more. Uh, ben Poultney has leapt in quite boldly saying, Doctor Who was always crap and still is. <laughs> Stuart, Reed's, Stuart Reed's going on the controversial route. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Star, I think he's just trolling us now. He, yeah, he's stuff. just trying to wind us up now. And then, and then, sadly, people getting confused here. Uh, Georgina Elsom, Fringe, always Fringe. And then I take it back. I love Fringe. I'm confused. Do you want something? Do you want to watch something or doing research? She totally lost the point of this. The similar idea of losing track. Jenna Forbes Medley, Firefly. When I love Vi McFarlane's reply to that with a, because clearly Firefly, we want more of. We don't want it to end. There were loads. So sorry to people we haven't mentioned. Although I do like John Kirby saying Spider Man and Karate Kid which is great. Uh, we'll post some of these up online, so thank you for joining in and t- telling us about it. <laughs> People were really, really angry about this. Uh, so I've got to add one more. Emily Graves saying, Ali McBeal loved it, then it got stupid. Ditto lost. This is like what's kind of happened online yeah. is people have started thinking about it and are yeah. telling us other we, shows. We've stirred up a lot of emotions there. Uh, we, we, there's a lot of people getting therapy now because of that. It's not finished!
They've finished. Okay, let's bring it back. We're in the pub, and, and obviously the, the, the whole concept of us doing this nonsense yeah. is for us to tell stories. So, James, have we ever gone on too long with something? Have we kind of missed the end of something? Or have we ended something in style? I, asked, I, I, I thought about this earlier. I was struggling to think if I've ever... Uh, ended anything with style. If I've ever done that kind of metaphorical mic drop, uh, and and I couldn't think of anything, I thought I oh, must be. So I, 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 before I left the house tonight, I said to Kate, Kate, just um, give me a hand for the podcast. Have I ever, have I ever like finished anything with style? And she said, No, <laughs> you have never, ever uh, done a metaphorical mic drop, finished anything with style. Uh, she said, "You're the type of person who knocks over seating plans at weddings. You can't." <laughs> uh, I was like, "Yeah." The o- in fact, the only um, the only mic drop I can think of is when I have literally mic drop doing karaoke or sing star. And as she said, um, "Yeah, but then you're usually topless and hammered, and that's not very cool either." And she's right. I, I, I've I tend my whole life. Oh, okay, of... Let's just rewind, right? Yeah. So you're doing SingStar. Yeah. What? Why are you topless? It, it was kind of my thing, a bit like um, I was a Red Hot Chili Pepper or something. I, I, I just until I was with a 30, sock discreetly was, placed. No, I didn't get that far. Oh, goodness me! Um, I tended to hold like, on. I, I like that you're horrified by that, but no, whipping the top off. Absolutely top. fine. That was kind of what I did. Big flabby. That was your mess. thing. Yeah. Uh, until I was 30 and on my 30th birthday I said this is the last time I'm doing it and I haven't whipped my top off doing karaoke since then because I'm a grown up now <laughs> I, I've got kids and so clearly going topless is out of the question totally so you've question. never ended anything in style uh, no, I, my, my life is a series of Irish goodbyes um, I, I, I found out about the Irish goodbye I was reading Mindy Kaling's uh, book about her life, and she was talking about the Irish goodbye, and the Irish goodbye is also known as the French exit, the ghosting, or something like that. And it's basically where you, you, at, if you're at a party, you say you're going to the toilet, and then you just leave the party. Right? I just do that all the time. Yeah, is that exactly. what it's called? Yeah, it's called Irish goodbyes. Okay, you're doing awesome. an Irish goodbye, or you're at a nightclub, and you say, "I'm just going to the bar," and you leave the you leave That's the nightclub my and go home. Entire social yeah. life. And my life is like jobs. I've Irish goodbyed out of jobs. I swear there will be people who've come in on a Monday morning and go, yeah, where's James? <laughs> he, he left on Friday. Did, did we have a presentation for him? No. I'm not bitter about it at all. Apart, yeah, I've only ever like had one leaving card or something like that. It, I, I just, I've never left a job in style. I've never left a relationship in style. I, I dread to even think what me trying to leave a relationship in style would look like. It would be horrifying. Um, I, I'm just not someone who leaves things in style. I just don't. It, it doesn't. You just happen. don't leave. Yeah, or I don't or officially you leave. Su- you suddenly I just become that absent. I'm not there anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of. But when something stops working in your house, it doesn't get up and leave. You just go, Where, no. where's that gone? Yeah. Where's the soda stream? Oh, yeah, exactly. it up in the attic. Yeah, it's gone. It just, it just doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, to- yeah um, toasted sandwich makers, that kind of thing. I'm the toasted sandwich maker of your, of your employment, of your relationship, of your life. That's what I do. All of a sudden you realise, 
yeah, we're not using that anymore. <laughs> just gets packed away yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. I have a theory that everyone in the world has a toasted sandwich maker. It's either working or not. They just don't throw them out. They're just kind of put somewhere. And then you buy yeah. them again. Yeah. I really fancy a toasted sandwich maker. I really want... So, yeah. Uh, no, never left anywhere in style or anything. And I, it upsets me in a way. I think you need to do it. We need to manufacture a situation for you we to be really, able to leave really in style. Do. We really do, yeah. Um, so... The, the song I'm going to play is, and this is uh, A, typically me, um, for this, and, and B, this is about someone leaving in style. And it's weird, I was thinking about this, uh, a couple of, less than a couple of months ago, David Bowie died, and we haven't actually recorded a podcast since then. We recorded a podcast about two days before I found out that he died, um, and I just couldn't help thinking, in terms of someone who did the ultimate mic drop. You know, basically dropped an incredible new album knowing that he was going to die. And it's just like, there you go, lads. Deal with that. And it was, whoa. So the song I ever play is uh, a song from his latest album, from his incredible This Is How The Fuck You Leave In Style album, Black Star. It's called Tis A Pity She's A Whore. And the reason I really like this song is because towards the end when the band are playing an outro, you just hear him squeal with delight that he's playing with a band who are going absolute batshit. And it's like, even in his late 60s, when he's dying of cancer, he's in a recording studio going, this is fucking awesome. I love my job. I love my life. And that's amazing. So yeah, Tis a Pity She's a Whore by David Bowie.
that very appropriate that we've got david bowie in this episode for a variety of reasons that we might get to um i always think there's something slightly self-aggrandizing self-aggrandizing i can't even speak properly this is what happens when you do podcasts in the pub yeah i've had several drinks i feel like i'm in with nell and i um what's a better way of saying self-aggrandizing what's what's that word self-aggrandizing there we go That's thanks the one, isn't it yeah um i probably can't even say that sober so about people trying to do leaving dues. If I remember being at school and somebody get a leaving due when they've been there for like six months or a year, like, what, what, why? Just say bye, cheerio, you're off onto a new job. What is this thing about making it huge? It's, it, it's very strange and it also creeps into the arts and everything. You finish a show, you finish a film, you have this big thing. You're like, I'm never going to speak to you again. I think it needs to be earned. I think that's what I'm getting at. You need yeah. to earn the ending of things. And I equivalent that with relationships if some people make a huge deal and you're like oh what's happened I've split up oh you're right how long are you going out nine months it's nothing yeah I have longer relationships with TV come on get over it it's we do kind of over egg this a little bit and we want to sentimentalize sentimentalize I really can't speak wow you're doing awesome work tonight sir (laughs) we want to what's the word Um, over Center. Sentimentalize. Is that, that's a... <laughs> this is totally staying in the can. We, we totally go over the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll do. I don't have that. I kind of just have that. It's done. Let's move on. Uh, so one, my, my one is, it wasn't quite a drop the mic moment, but uh, I worked at a holiday booking company. I won't say the name for fear of repercussions. And what worked out was uh, you could give a week's notice at this place. That was it. But you could also book week's holidays. So I hated it. It was horrible. It was the epitome of the routine job. I had to pick up the phone. Hello, you're speaking. Whatever the company. How can I help? And you were permanently on a tether of your your phone line. Yeah. And if you unplugged it, it would make a beep. If I go to the toilet, I had to key in why I was leaving my desk. And there was a difference between a number one and number two. Wow. So they knew why you were leaving. It was awful. Um, and I was really bad at my job. I'm going to own up to this now. Like people would ring up and I'd get confused of the database. So I just started jotting it down on bits of paper. 
they want to go to Turkey, three of them, in a bit, and lose it. So then there'd be phone calls going, Nathan, someone wants to speak to you about their holiday. Hello? <laughs> oh, there was a problem with the booking. That, I was terrible. So I knew we needed to get out, and I didn't want any fuss made. So I managed to book my holiday for a week, and then go in and have my notice into someone different. <laughs> so essentially, I could just leave that same day. Nice. And got to walk out with no one knowing. So I'm going for a classic track from my youth about feeling righteous about I'm here and I'm doing stuff, which is Pearl Jam Alive.
So that's kind of the end of things. Um, what about starting things? We're looking at, we, we said it's endings and reboots. There's a lot of reboots now. Do we, do we like this idea yeah. of restarting? Yes, I love new things, except actually, ironically, for um, comic book films where I'm utterly sick to the back teeth of uh, reboots and starting again. Origin characters. stories. Origin, oh, fuck's sake. And I remember there was something I saw on um, Twitter this week, which was uh, someone posted it again. It's so apt. It was the the rules of um, it, it was the episode kind of style guide for the Batman animated series, which is really really celebrated by people who are into. I, I've never really watched it, but I love this style guide because the first thing it started off with was we know how Batman came to be. So let's not have any episodes dealing with his parents being shot or anything like that. It's like he's he's a pop culture icon. Everyone knows where Batman came from. Yet we're about to have quite possibly yet another Batman origin story in uh, Superman versus Batman. No, because this is an old one, isn't it? It's an old Batman. He's yeah, but they in the trailer they have uh, someone's done a supercut of all the times we've seen Batman's parents, Bruce Wayne's parents, getting shot, and in this film there is a scene no. where Bruce Wayne's parents get shot again. See, I quite like. I'm a fan of Gotham, the new series. Okay, yeah. And that's something really nice to do. Okay, we're kind of dealing with it, but it's all the other characters, and yeah. let's take it from what happens in the intervening years, yeah. which is interesting. But I just think, have you got a, a. We've talked before briefly about starting things. I'm a big yeah. fan of starting things. Are you Are you kind of a fan of. I the love new? new things. I love new things. Um, Join to gaming. I mean, you got me into a couple yeah. of games recently. Is that, okay, is that yeah. kind of linked together yeah, with you yeah, liking definitely. games in a way? I, I, yeah, I, I love. If something's going to offer me something I've not had before. That's a massive thing for me. I love that. I love that feeling of going, I've not done this before, and it happens with games. It happens less with films and TV, but kind of a little bit. But ex- experiences. What about friends? Uh, we've talked before about getting older, and I know we mentioned before, mm. and I think you brought about music, or I feel like I've got enough music. Yeah. What about friends? Because I know you're, you're a very gregarious type of guy, and you've got a lot of people that warm to you, and anyone I know that knows you, oh, James is great. Do you find you're someone that makes friends easily? And do you like that period I, of I, meeting someone new love, and getting to know them? I do. I genuinely love that period of ju- of talking to people and finding out about them and sharing about me and things like that. And uh, and, and and for me, yeah, experience. I love new experiences, new things, trying new things. I went to Luxembourg recently, which was a new country. Um, so I got to sort of a country yeah exactly but it was a new experience I went on British Airways for the first time ever I went from Heathrow for this whole trip actually was like loads of things that I'd never experienced ever before in one very short period I went over to do some work with a school over there and uh, got to see a friend and then we went out and uh, went to bars I'd not been but to before, and I love that kind of sense of adventure. I love being abroad and just like losing yourself. You in throw yourself in stuff, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I love it absolutely. So going to a new bar, trying new beers, going somewhere else, and uh, we ended up at a what felt like a kind of parish hall where there was a load of um, there were three female blues singers there who uh, a couple of whom played guitar, and that's always a big thing for me. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, and I was just, and I was out with his friends that I'd never met before. But it was like, let's have a drink, let's have a chat, and yeah, it was a really, really great couple of nights. Really, really enjoyed it. And 
kind of on my way home feeling a little bit worse for wear let's be honest uh, but thinking this was just loads of new stuff that I'd never done before and I love that I live for just going out and doing brand new stuff um, but yeah particularly experiences for me I, and, and people and I gadget uh, yeah sod it I love everything that's new and then I get bored of it and do something else so yeah is your attention span quite short so I'm just thinking that Luxembourg trip are you thinking I want to go back and meet you is it more I've done that that was great move on next thing or yeah there is a bit of that sometimes something will really stick with me like the first time I went to Prague oh, I thought I'm going to come here a lot and I've been there about 12 times since uh, yeah so that really stuck with me but on the whole yeah yeah new experience get it ticked off right I want to go find something else new now it might be a game it might be a yeah it, but I love I genuinely love new experiences I, I even like um, looking around new houses when, when we've moved I love the bit where you're looking at new houses and and seeing the possibility. So trying to imagine, yeah, mm. that, is that is that like a key thing to though? Because I think when you start something new, it's not tainted, and there's that yeah. all that possibility. Same with that's jobs open. as well. You know, new houses. It's new the equivalent of the new page of a book, isn't it? You yeah. kind of turn the page, and there's no kind of remnants of anything else. Exactly, and it's something you think, yeah, I can make my mark on this. Yeah, it might be a new job, new house. <laughs> I hate moving house. That is utterly horrific. I just hate putting stuff in a box and moving it. That's different. That's packing away. That's logistics and stuff like that. But I love looking at a house going, yeah, I can see how this would work. I can see how I would put that in there. And yeah, and so this trip to Luxembourg was fantastic because for the first time in a while, I had a a weekend of like just first after first after first and it made me think yeah I, I enjoy this I really en- I enjoy going out so um, I've got a song here uh, and it's a song from one of the blues uh, artists that I saw while I was there I went and bought a CD from her afterwards she went and signed it she said where are you from I've come all the way from England oh you've got such a sexy accent I was like, oh god bless you Clearly, I'm now going to buy this CD. Um, <laughs> good marketing skills. Exactly, good marketing Um And it's by a, a singer called Tasha Taylor, who sounds like someone from Friday Night Lights meets um, uh, Nashville or something like that. So, uh, in fact, it basically sounds like a Connie Britton character. Um, I'm just swooning. Exactly. It's a song called Weatherman by Tasha Taylor, and it's blues-tastic. the sun comes up, he's knocking on my door, and if I'm part of the cloud, my baby knows the scope, if I need some sunshine, it really brings the heat, it makes my temperature rise and knocks me off of my feet, my man is a weatherman. But it's got predictions that I sure can't use. My man is a weatherman. He's the best in town, yeah. No matter what the weather, he's a man I 
looks like rain. Baby, call my name. If the sky is blue, he knows it's what to do. Wants what I got. My man is a weatherman. He's the best in town. Yeah, 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 yeah. No matter what the weather, Last summer, um, I just kind of fell out of love a little bit with with football, like English football. And I posted online. I love Twitter for the demographic of just responding to stuff. And it was something on the lines of, I was tempted to rewatch West Wing. Always, which is yeah. never a bad thing to yeah. do. And it was more on the lines of, I love the relationships in it. And I think I just tweeted along the lines of, are Josh and Donna the best TV yeah. couple? And as always with something like Twitter, you mentioned TV, yeah. as we found in this episode, you get a lot of responses. And someone posted, uh, Coach Taylor and Tammy. Mm. I'm like, uh, who? I never knew. So then yeah. they told me Friday Night Lights. And it's like, what? They researched it. American football. I'm not that keen. Oh, okay, I'll give it a go. And just fell in love. One with this series, but also with the sport. Yeah, and then wanted to watch American football. So I've had a season looking at the game, and I've watched a lot more and researched it, and watched a load more films and a load more TV programs about it. And it, it's like starting a relationship. Of, seriously, I, I felt like I wanted to text the NFL at night. Are you okay? <laughs> Miss you. In that kind of googly-eyed, you feel this affection. I, I love that sense, and I think. Well, it's a TV show. A new band is always the same where you mm. don't want to stop listening yeah. to them and you get up and they're the first thing you think of and you want to listen again. But there's something beautiful about possibilities, I yeah. think is where I'm going. Of Something new has that untainted potential. Friday Night Lights, if you've not watched it, one, it's a great drama show. Two, it might get you into American football. But three, it's got one of the most amazing soundtracks. Yeah, really it's, nice it's got a really great and there's, there's brilliant articles online about the guy that finds the music of how he found some tracks and one was in season four they go to a different part of town and it's like a barbecue shack and he looked into Motown it was quite expensive to get the music so he then found there's a catalogue of smaller record labels at the time and he was like this is amazing so I think to sum that up of finding something new I've got a great track and it's from Friday Night Lights um during season four when they go to this new place and it's Trevor Dandy and seriously just just kind of if you've got the chance to turn it up and just nussle into your headphones and, and have a little listen this is Trevor Dandy and Is There Any Love Is there any love in this world Is there any love in this world Is there any love Is there any love 
quite a lot sometimes about how long we've been going doing the podcast. Uh, I think mainly because we're surprised it's still going. Uh, I'm stunned. So just just bear with us for a brief second of, of James and I have only known each other a brief period of time really in the context of life. And we started this podcast uh, over two years ago 
But about two and a half years ago, talking about doing it, because we liked having chats, we liked talking about the things we love, and we thought it might be vaguely interesting for anyone passing by to find it. And we've been thrilled that over the years, we, we broke our website at one point with so many downloads. So we know people have listened, and we really appreciate it. Um, but things have to sort of end in in their format. Things come to a natural end. Um, we run out of failed romances to talk about. I've not gone on a date for ages, so we're screwed on that. <laughs> and and we like we like talking to you. We like you mm. talking back to us. And so what we've thought is this is sort of a goodbye. Is it au revoir? Is that the, is that the French one? Au revoir one? is the perfect way of saying yeah. it. Um, because we, we are going, but we're going to be back. Yeah. But we're just changing. We thought everyone needs to reinvigorate. We need, we need to crystallize. We feel like we're our little, little, little bug that's yeah. got into chrysalis and we're going to rebirth. We are the hungry caterpillar. Exactly. And we've eaten all that junk food and now we're ready to just sleep. Sorry, I'm just talking about what I've done tonight, aren't I? Um, And and ready to emerge as a beautiful butterfly. So we have, those of you who listen to podcasts, obviously at the beginning we have It's Diamond and Human and Podcasts from the Pub. And we like the fact that we always record this in a pub. Uh, We generally do. We don't go to a studio, as you can probably tell. But we sit, we have a drink, we chat, and uh, we want to carry that on. For those of you that listen to this podcast, which is Let the Music Play On, you don't need to do anything. No. You're just going to notice a slight change in your podcast inbox where it's going to go from let the music play on to podcasts from the pub. Yes. However, if you're a listener of The Pitch and probably listening to all this going, what the hell's going on? Where's my movie? Yeah. Don't fear. You're now going to be part of this bigger podcast. We're, We're bringing you all our listeners yeah. together. We yeah. want to... We want to we want to embrace you all. So we're going to have our, our Diamond and Human, Let the Music Play On, and The Pitch is going to be put together into one podcast called Podcast from the Pub. And we will welcome you into our night when we have a drink, a chat, we play music, we talk movies. We're going to do all of it, but in one place for you. Because we, we care about you. Yeah. But that, ultimately, that, that's, that's what it's about. It's about how much we care about you. And uh, it's also about how, how much work doing two podcasts was for both of us as well. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. It's just about the fun. It, it's just about the fun and the love. Uh, we want to bring the love. We want to bring people together in a great big melting pot. Um, Good save, mate. Without, Good save. The, without the, the racism uh, from that 70s hit. So next episode, we're going to kick this off. And what's going to happen is this. So you need to make sure, if you're listening to the pitch... You need to go to our website, and it will still be live, diamondandhuman.co.uk. Click the link and click subscribe. You can do it right now if you want. Pause. We'll, do, we'll just do wait for you. Go yeah. do it. You're back? Good. Yeah, thank you. Click subscribe. That means you'll get it automatically. If you're a listener of Let the Music Play On, you don't need to do anything. You're all sorted. And you'll get it automatically. And we'll be back within... A few days, so you just notice a slight change in your subscription, and we're going to be back with podcasts from the pub very shortly with our first guest, which will be Ross McMinn, and we're going to talk thrillers in yeah. our film section. And what we like is if you want to join in, join in more. We're going to be tweeting and we'll be Facebooking, and you come, can share. Come stand outside the pub with your faces pressed up against the glass. We might even talk about you then, or buy us a drink. <laughs> Let's not be silly. 
So it's thinking of reboots and films. Uh, there's only really one option. I spoke to James earlier and was saying about the end of a film that felt optimistic. So here is the classic from the end of The Breakfast Club. Whether you are uh, a jock or uh, a princess or a geek or a drunk podcaster in a pub or, or one, of, one of the many other kind of pigeonholes that people will put you into listening to this podcast, this is for you. This is for you, Nathan, and this is for everyone. <laughs> I'm a bit drunk and emotional. Um, I'm doing a big Judd Nelson fist pump in the air now. My way 